Umlan and Ablak Gemara. Well, today's daf is daf Kuches. Actually, it's a daf, it's a daf of Wednesday daf Kufiyuches. But we're up to the mission of Kufiyu Zayin and Bay towards the bottom. We're continuing to talk about Aganav. What you know? What they, they keep and so on. The Mishnah. Shot for no. If let's say the guy stole the property and then it was um and then there was a, a flood or something or the war, the river breaches banks, Eimelah he could turn around to the guy and say to him, What's the difference if I had the field, you had the field, Kark is not stolen, and uh, and therefore it's nothing would have made a difference. So why would I have to pay? Says the Gemara. Turn and was over the and the river breaches banks. Yes, you could steal property, and therefore you are responsible. You say no, cannot be stolen, and therefore it was It's one thing if I would have damaged it here, it was something outside of our of my. Yeah, exactly. Same thing would have happened. Exactly. <clears throat> Mike and Mifki, what's the argument? The argument is as follows. An argument we had in Maruba, we have in many places. Rabbi Leza says, we darshan When you darshan ribuyumir, you have a generic term and a specific and a generic, you darshan, you include everything except that which is the remotest or the furthest away. If you use the pattern of klal or prat klal, then we are only marbe ke'en haprat. So therefore, and the question is whether karka can be stolen or not. So when it talks in the posse about somebody who denies that he ever stole it. So he says in the passage as follows. <laughs> he denied to his friend that he ever took it. Now, what did he deny? Everything. So therefore, that's already something which is a, a, a generic term. Is is something that could be sort of moved around, is a meat, is, is already narrowing it down. And then it says in the Pasuk, anything that he swore false, anything, which again is all inclusive, is chaz of ribuy. So what do you have, what do you do when you have a ribuy, umiyat, and a ribuy? Riba hakel, you include everything, and you only exclude that which is the furthest thing away from pekodin. Umay rabbi, rabbi komili, you include everything. My miyat, miyat, shtaris. The only thing we exclude is a star. Why a star? Because it has no inherent value. Everything else, Tarka has inherent value. Avodim have inherent value. But Shtar, as we learned before, Garmi, all it is is uh, something that represents value. It itself has no value. Rabban, however, used a pattern of, so therefore he holds Karka can be stolen. You're responsible for the God. Who cares if it's an anus? Once you take over, it's your responsibility. Rabban, that's a call for the call. If they say the Kich, which is a clown. The Pikodin is a prat. What do we know the prat? Dover Hamid Talkul, something which is mobile or portable. The Gufa Imamun and inherent value. Now we're excluding a few more things. I've called on the moment. Yotsu would exclude Karkois. Karkois is not portable. Sha'in Metaltalin, it cannot be moved around. Yotsu Avodim, Shahuksu Karkois. Once you've established that Karkois is not included, it cannot be stolen. Same thing applies to Avodim. And Yotsu Stutters. And then here we agree. You also exclude um, contracts. Avodim, Metaltalin, ain't good for a moment. It has no inherent value. Says the Gemara, Avodim, the Tanya, this that we learned. So let me ask the question we learned. If somebody steals a porra. So they have an argument. It says if somebody steals a porra, yeah, and was shot for nor and was over the river breached the bank, you have to buy him a new porra, obviously. Even though the porra might be dead now, you can say, here it is. What's going on here? There's nothing to do with character here, and yet the same argument. Hustle Mike made the argument. So we're going to try to link porra to a case of character. How? Because remember, we learned that. Um, 
And we learned that if you coin a karka and metalkin, you make a kinya on the karka, you coin metalkin. So what happened was, Hazamai skin goes to Gazel Sadafari, he stole the property, but he's a part of the Wutzaboy, and there was a part of sitting on the property. So if you considered a Ghana for the property, you also became a Ghana for the party. He didn't take the party, he didn't touch the party. But it's, you know, since the karka became yours, the party became yours. That's Rebel Lezard. Um, maybe there's a fence around there, or you're standing there. And um, good question, yeah. And, um, and the Chachamim says, This karka cannot be stolen, it's not my karka, so what have to do with the potter? We shall from there. Each one is consistent with their opinion. Next, Mishnah. Somebody stole from his friend, or he borrowed from him, or he got a cut from him. Don't give it back to him when out in the middle of nowhere and it's not safe. And you say, oh, you know, you know the money you lent me here, take your money back. Or the cotton, and you take it back. You can't do that. But the mid, but I feel sorry, but I'm a nice lot of middle of you made up and said, you know what, I'm going to pay you out there when you're traveling, then Yachlod Midbar, which is so obvious, the American ask. So the Gemara Baraminu, yeah, it says, it says by that alone, the middle of the Mishnah, it's clearly you can pay it anywhere. If I have the money, I can pay anywhere. As Al Mishra says that you have to pay him only when he's at home and in a safe place, not when he's traveling and he and the guy says, I don't want the money. Obviously, if he takes the money, no problem, because I don't want the money and the, and the, and the borrowers are not, I have the money right now, I want to give it to you. And the Malva says, I don't want the money because it's not safe here. So, but yet the Bryce says, you can pay anywhere you want. Avedo, Picodin, Amish Talmud came, but Avedo, you can only pay when he's at home. But clearly, by a loan, you can pay him anywhere, and the Mishra says he can't. I'm going to buy a buy. He says, you misunderstood. This is what it means here. Not that the lever can pay anywhere. The malva can request the lever to pay. If it came to due date, even if they're not home, he can say to him, pay me. <coughs> but not by Pekotten. Why? Because at Pekotten, where would the shamer be keeping it? In his home. And he's now traveling. What do you want from him? He doesn't have it with him, so you can't ask him for it. But when it comes to money, it doesn't matter. I gave you the money, the money was spent. I don't care what happened to that money. Wherever you are, you owe me that there's a chiv on you to give me my money. So therefore, the malva has a right to ask him for it. So the rice is not talking about the labor wanting to pay. It's talking about the malva does have a right that came to do that to ask him, even though the guy is not at home. Mal Milvin, it will have a homeworkum that he can ask for everything. You cannot ask for the lost object or the or the pecan only if the guy is at home. I'm not going to admit, but if he made a condition, he made up before. If he made it up, he made up. Like the guy said, he was talking about a case where he didn't actually make it up properly. It's only an inference. How? The guy said, do me a favor. Can you mind for this for me? If I'm traveling and I'm abroad, I want you to take care of this. The shamer said to him, okay, but I want you to know I'm also traveling abroad. I might be, I might be traveling abroad. He also have to go abroad. But he didn't clearly say to him, if I'm going, if, if I end up going, I'm going to take it with me and give it to you. He didn't say those words. He just notified him that I might be traveling as well. So it's not a clear tonight. And that's good enough. It's tantamount to him making it tonight. And it's good enough as if he said, if I would have been there, I would have given it to you. Mishnah. If somebody says, body, what well, the Ruben says, Shimon, you owe me hundred dollars, and Shimon says, I don't know, I don't know. That's called a body in a shema. So one opinion says body v'shema, body adif, and you have to pay the money. The other opinion says body v'shema, body lav adif, and and why? Because you have a cheskes mammon, and uh, a cheskes mammon that says that what 
that probably you don't owe the money, or it's a halacha that you have the money by you. For me to take the money out from you, I have to bring proof. It's not just enough, good enough to say definitely owe me money. A body doesn't work in that case. <clears throat> what happened now? Then we have another thing in Hashem and Bamzi and other places. There's a difference if you say any day im parative, any day im hilvesi. I said I don't know if I ever lend me the money. Then the din is the, the opinion that says body shabba body lavadif, you don't have to pay. But if the guy says, Yes, I know you love me the money, but I can't remember, I might I might have paid you. Then everyone agrees. So the chazaki is about well, you owe the money. So I'll be paid, then then you have to pay the money. Any day in then you have to pay the money. Okay. Rashi here is Mechadish, that we're having more shwuz, the whole idea of a shwuz hesis. Shwuz hesis is that even though a kaifer hakam, we learned before by Made Mixes. The guy denies he ever owed the money. He's potter. But Amach Yevlonga said, you should still swear that you don't owe the money. Shuz has it. Shuz, that, that, that you convince us that whatever you're saying is correct. So Rashi's Mechadish, that even though we say, body v'shem, I say, you owe me $100. And you say, you don't remember that ever borrowing the money. So, so we, we pass him that you don't have to pay because for a cheska's mummy, you have to bread a proof. But you have to swear that you don't remember. You have to swear that ain't a yedaya. You taste the degrees of Rashi, others others trying to disagree, but Rashi is Rashi's Kiddush in this Gemara right here. So, now we're going to learn a Mishnah, we're going to see whether this Mishnah has any bearing in that argument. It says the Mishnah, I stole from you, you lent me money, you've got it, so you gave me something to mind. But ain't a I can't remember if I give it back to you. Then of course, if you don't remember, if you, if you definitely owed, had a chiv, the question is whether you discharge that, that liability I don't know if I ever stole from you. If you let me. Now, there's two possible ways of learning the mission. One way of learning the mission is that the other guy came and made and made a claim. The other guy saying, Barney, you stole from me, this and that. And the guy says, I don't remember. I don't remember if I gave back to you or I don't remember if I ever stole. That's one way of learning the mission. So then it has direct bearing on the what I just told you this mach, this 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 mach like this. Or Alm is talking about nobody ever asked anything. He volunteered and came forward and said, you know, I think I, I, I stole from you something. You don't know about it. I don't remember if I gave it back to you or not. So, uh, or if I stole something from you, and I don't know. I, I could be I stole something from you. Or could be you let me money. I don't remember. But nobody asked him for anything, which is then a totally different case than the machlekes we had in between, you know, the Buddha and the and all that. So, let's see the Gemara. And that's, depending how we learn the mission, we see has a bearing on this argument or not. Each one we learned. The guy said, "You owe me hundred dollars." Well, I mean, I don't know. that you are potter. Um, the reason why they say chayiv is because you should know. It, it, it's saying you don't know is a cop out. It doesn't. It doesn't have any. It doesn't reflect on your credibility because you just don't remember. Nobody's gonna say, "Oh, you're a gandif." It's different than if a guy denies it turns out to be. So therefore, it doesn't hurt to say you don't remember. And therefore, they say, and the other guy said, definitely you owe me the money. We'll trust the body. Mashain Kane, the Nakamaka said that the Cheska's mom and what Shu? No Shu. No, no Shu. The Shu is Hesses is only once you say that you are Potter, the opinion that says that you are Potter because the Cheska's mom and swear that you don't remember. Rabbi Huda will hire everybody, everybody other. But I'll be a Potter who keep in mind the Cheska, leave in mind the way it is. Is that a logical thing? Because it proves to us that the guy doesn't owe any money because it's sitting by him. Or it's just a halacha that we don't know. There's a cost of leaving things where they are. So therefore, um, any logic, other way, other, um, you know, any logic is not enough to take it out of the chazaka. But if it's a, 
<coughs> if it's a question of logic, then we have a better logic to say that in this case, maybe Taka owes the money. Because other guys say you definitely owe the money, and he says I don't remember. Then the Cheska's mammon maybe doesn't is, is not strong enough logic against the body versus the shema, and so on and so forth. Anyhow, let's go back to Amishah. Now, but Amishah have the money. They must. I don't know if you have the money. Part of part. Hey, what's the case Amishah talking about? He said, I don't know if you let me the money, and it's and, and right. I don't know if you let me. It says you are part. Elema the loikotavale. If the at the end he says, um. Uh, what do you call it? And then he says that um, I, I don't remember if I stole from you. I don't remember if you borrowed from me. Sounds like nobody asked him for it. So um, if the end of the mission is talking about nobody asked him for it, then the day should not be like Ketavla. The beginning of the mission also nobody asked him for it. And what is it saying in the beginning of the mission? I owe you money, but it could be I paid you back. And it says here that you're Chayiv. And the way we're learning now is that the guy is demanding, hey, you owe, I lent you $100. And he says, yeah, but I don't remember if I paid you back or not. And yet the mission is Chayiv. He's not a clear eye that body of Shabbat body of <clears throat> Uh, sorry, if if um sorry, so, 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 so I skipped one. If the learning tradition and nobody asked for it, and he says to him, "Look, could be you lent me, it uh, could be you lent me the money, and um, I don't remember if I paid you back. Why is the mission saying chayiv? Nobody asked him for the money. Nobody's saying anything. he's saying I he's saying that you know you, I lent you, I, I I borrowed money, but I think I paid you back. Or why should he pay? Nobody's asking for it, even though he's saying I I borrowed money from you, but I don't remember since no one's asking for it." Until someone can prove that he, at least a body, even the opinion that says that in the case where you say you don't know if you returned, uh, or um, if I ever, uh, what do you call it? If I, sorry, even according to the logic that says, if I don't know if I return to you, you definitely hide because you have a cheskes There's no cheskes chiv here. Because what creates a cheskes chiv when somebody else comes along and says, you owe me money? <laughs> but the guy does, that guy has no recollection, obviously. Otherwise, what are we talking about here? But don't say that. He, he doesn't drink because he doesn't remember. The, the, one way or another. So the guy came forward and said, Look, I, I, I borrowed $100 from you and could very well be I paid you back. And Mishnah says, Why are you high? If nobody asks you for the money, okay, so go go, go work it out whether you owe him the money or not. We'll bring a rise, something. We'll let the other guy say, Oh, tack, I triggered a memory. Anyway, my chai, El must be talking about the Ketavale. That he's asking for the money and he says, Yeah, I know I go, oh, I, I borrow, I can't remember if I paid you back. Well, Tony's safe, and yet so there's demanding. And yet the safer says, The guy says, You owe me $100. I don't, I don't remember if I ever borrowed. It's a case of body of Hashem. And the Mishnah clearly says, You are potter. Potter Mishalom. Is that right? Is that right? That's your potter. Well, no. Nobody asked him for money. So why in the day just chayiv? Like you were, but they should be both lots of they should mind. Let's do the right thing. He said, I remember I borrowed 100,000. The other guy has no memory of it. I remember I borrowed 100,000. I can't remember I paid you back. So I'll be, no court of law is going to make you pay. But if you want to do chuva, if you want to do lots of they should mind, pay. <clears throat> but in the safer, where you say, I lent you 100,000, I say, I don't remember ever borrowing money from you. There's no Indian lots of day because you you say that you don't remember ever borrowing money, so why should you have to pay? In the first case, you say I borrowed the money, but you don't want to remember. It. I borrowed the money and I can't remember I paid you back. So for your own conscience, lots of day you should pay him back. But in the safer where you where the guy says you let, I let your money, you say I don't remember at all borrowing money. There's no Indian lots of when there's when you yourself are not sure if you ever owe the money. And there's no chazaka. There's no nothing here. Yeah, but it's not your thing. Bar is only. Yeah, but so I should buy you back. 
Because I know for certain. But there's no, there's no such. How, that's why Brother says it's mine. In the court of law, it's garnished. You know, you're right. You want to do trivial. You want to, you know, do the right thing. Pay back, like you just said. But that's only internally. That's Bala, so that's called Bala Tzedeshmaim. You want to do Yat then you go ahead and you pay. I stole a sheep, somebody, Reuben stole a sheep from a flock, and 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 then he brought it back. The mace, he brought it back clandestinely, whatever he didn't, he didn't tell the guy. The mace, and then the animal died. The, the stolen animal died, but where did it die? In the premises of the original owner. But you returned it. The question is, is that called a return? A hashava, you steal something, and then you return it without letting the person know. Is that considered a return or not? Since he didn't notify him that he gave it back, you're still responsible for the animal until you notify him. So the first case in the mission talking about where the Balabas knew that it was stolen, but you didn't tell him you gave it back. What about the owner? Never knew in the first place it was stolen. You stole it, and then you felt guilty, and you decided to bring it back. You stole without the guy's knowledge. You brought it back with the guy's knowledge. But one thing happened. Now, the question. And the din is, in that case, you are part. But the Mishnah says, If the guy counted his sheep, the guy, the owner, counted the sheep, and he yeah. sees that he has a full count, then you are part. Now, big argument. There's four ways of learning Pshat in the Mishnah. This last clause, he counted the sheep and everything is good. That you are part who is that on the case of the ratio where he knew it was stolen and you brought it back in the middle of the night and he counted the sheep and, that, and that's good enough because he counted the sheep. He now knows that he has it because he knew it was stolen. Or is it talking about the safer that he did not know it was stolen at all, but he counted the sheep and he has his full stock there. Therefore, it's as if you never stole it. Which case is it? And then according to each one, if you if you learn the ratio, what would it then be in the safer and vice versa? So says the Gemara. Four opinions in the Gemara. Amazing how you can get four opinions of this little mission there. Starting with Rav. Omar Rav. Rav says, Lid das, if he knew that it was stolen, das, then you have to tell him that you get it back. In order to be considered you returned it, he has to be aware that you gave it back to him. If you stole it without the owner realizing it was stolen in the first place, then minion pointed. When the Mishnah, so you read the Mishnah straight, that the last line of the Mishnah where it says if he counted the sheep, it's all right. It's talking about the last case, which is Shaloy Ladas. The guy had no idea. The guy didn't know. The guy didn't know that you stole it and you returned it. As long as he counts the sheep and as far as he knows, everything is there. It's as if you gave it back, to, as if you told him. The Chitani, when the Mishnah says, you read the Mishnah the way it's written. So Rav, in the reading of the Mishnah, is the best. Is the best shot. Come along, Shmuel says no. Shmuel says I disagree with that. Bain the dust. This last line of the mission is referring to the entire mission. Even if he knew that it was stolen, and you didn't tell him, and you brought it back in the middle of the night. But if he counted the sheep, and now he has shleim, it's full. Minion poiter. Bain the dust. So then vichitani when the mission says umonu vichleim poiter akula. That last clause in the Mishnah, that if he counted, it refers to both cases in the Mishnah. Whether he, he was aware that it was stolen, whether he was unaware it was stolen, you returned it without telling him. In both cases, you returned it without telling him. As long as he counts the sheep, and now his full count, it's as if you made him aware that you gave it back. <laughs> I won't say you're allowed to. To say it's considered the children. is not very good. Okay. Come along, Rabbi and he, no, no, he says, no, 
Rabbi Yechon like this. Lid that pufake. He says the last line of the mission is actually going on the first part of the mission. He says the follow, which is very a, a bit odd why it was written at the end, but this is how he reads it. Lid das, if he was aware that it was stolen, then minion pulpa, when he counts it and he realizes it's all there, then he knows that you give it back to him. So that's good enough. If he was never aware that it was stolen, then I feel a minion then why do you have to count? Yeah, exactly. Since he had no idea it was stolen, and you put it right back where it came from, that's good enough. Finished. That's how good our That is the view of Abiyachim. He's the easiest. The Chitani, when the mission says, this is the hardest to learn, that the last line of the mission is only referring to the first part. Because according to Abiyachim, you don't have to tell him. And just put it back. No counting. Rab Chizah is the strictest of all. Chizah this. Lidas, if you made him, sorry, not the, in Amereisha, he's not the strictest. He holds like Rabbi Yechon. Lidas, minion paitzer. I hold like Rabbi Yechon. If you, if he knew that it was stolen, you can give it back to him secretly, embarrassed, whatever it is. And then, if as long as he counts, it's good enough. Abishalei lidas, if he was not aware it was stolen, this is what he's machmi. Even minion doesn't good enough. Shalei tzorich das, you need to tell him I stole it and he take it back. Why in the world would you have to do that? So why is Achizah so strict? Omar Rava says Rava. My time of Achizah. What's the logic of Achizah? What happened was when you stole the animal, you taught the animal that it doesn't have to remain with the rest of the flock. So if you don't tell the balabas that you stole it and you put it back without him knowing about it, he won't mind it. He won't put extra care or extra care with the animal. And it'll go exactly. Just go wander off. So therefore, you need to tell him. Which, which means this Rabchiza only argues Rabbi Yechon in the case where it's a living animal. But if you stole, let's say, a, a, a watch, which doesn't walk away, then according to Rabchiza, I agree with Rabbi Yechon. If he didn't know I stole it, I could just put it back without his knowledge. Says the Gemara. So the fact that Rabbi, by the way, explains Rabchiza the most poskin Pascal Rabchiza. Did Rabbi say that? Rabbi said, "Hi man, if you saw somebody, if you saw your friend, the Agbe Imin Me'ed, I saw my friend steal from my flock a sheep. You day, but Rabbi be calling. I shouted, Vishadya, and he dropped it below, and he ran away. But I don't really know. I I don't know if he ever, if he returned, did he t- run with my sheep or did he leave it there? And I don't know what happened. The mace and the sheep that died in Ignav, has to pay for it. My love, I forgot the money. So, so here I knew, right? This is a case of knowledge. And and it sounds like even though he counted, obviously he would have counted. If he's worried that he lost the sheep, he would have counted it. And he might have, and then he would know one way or another. What he doesn't know, and he would know that the sheep was brought back. And yet it says the other guys You just said before <clears throat> that if he counted it, you're a potter. You hold like Rabbi Yechon that if he knew that it was a gneiva and he counted his potter, since he knew it was a gneiva, and he counted it, and yet you're chayiv until you tell him you brought it back. No money, no cash. Just told me he didn't count. He just otherwise, otherwise, what means he doesn't know if it was if he left it there or not. After you counted, you know exactly what happened. Okay, so therefore, Rabbev holds our by at least by an animal. If he didn't know that was stolen, then you need to tell him because the animal now got into a new uh, habit. Let's go through other, let's analyze the other one. say his opinion. Rabbev is the one who said, You read the mission the way it is, and that is, Rabbev says that if um, that if he, he knew it was stolen, you must tell him that it was stolen. If he didn't know it was stolen, then if he counts, it's good enough. Did Rav actually hold that? No, but the last line of the Mishnah follows the Sefer, which is only if he did not know it was stolen, then you don't have to tell him. 
as long as he counted, it's good enough. It says, if you put it back at the flock in the midbar, it's good enough. Let's say the, the Balabas has his flock out there and you're wandering about somewhere in the mountains, mountaintops. Um, now, the guy had no idea you stole it. And he doesn't count it. It's out in the sun in his barn or something. <coughs> How can it be? Talking about a case where it was polka dotted, full of uh, all kinds of spots on it. So it stands out. You, you know, he might have 100, 200 sheep, but he have one sheep that is full of spots on it. He sees it straight away. So he knows that, it's, that it wasn't that's there. Interesting how we... How we... <laughs> and, and, and maybe he wouldn't notice, would notice it's missing. It's like a das. And, and then he sees it right there. So it's as if you told him you have that. Yeah, go both ways. Um, so you don't need counting in this case. It stands out. Let us say that this argument is a machleketanoi. It's a story. It says, again, you stole a sheep or you stole money. Just put it back. Don't just make any, any announcements. You're embarrassed. You put it back, you got you to tell them. Now, what's going on? Everyone holds like a bitzchak. Now, where does counting come in here? If you remember, I will learn Eilam Metzias very soon. Rabbi Yitzchak says that Adam also the Mashmash Kisei B'cholsha. Your wallet, your pocket, your counseling check, and counting. You're counseling counting your money. You have a habit of counting your money. If it's sitting in your safe or something, you don't count. But if it's your wallet, you count your money. So, it's as if you counted. So, money in your pocket is like a minion, like you're always counting. So, everyone agrees that Yitzchak, Yitzchak, Adam also the Mashmash Kisei B'cholsha. You're counting your money all the time. So what's going on here? My love, Bissela Ladas. It's talking about a case here where the, you stole it because it says he counts his money all the time and you stole a seller. Then obviously he knows about it five minutes later. He's constantly counting his money. He knows that it's missing. And what's Abishmal say? You can sneak it back in because we'll count it again. And counting is good enough. So Abishmal holds that counting, even if he knows that it's stolen, counting is good enough. That's Shmuel. Shmuel. And and Abakiva says, no, you gotta tell him. Like Rav. Rav says if you knew that it was stolen, you have to tell him you brought it back. And Shmuel says the counting is good enough. So the uh that was Shmuel. We're talking about that there was that the owner was not aware. But for example, we said sell of We're talking about over here the owner was not aware. That and and, and they're arguing the machlek is of Khiza and Abyechan. And that, and that is, <clears throat> and, and uh, so Vaitzleh, he does not know it's missing. does not know it's missing. Rabbi says that even though he did not know, Rabbi says you must tell him because the animal wanders about. That's Rabbi Akiva. And and Rabbi uh, that if he counts, it's good enough. Or in fact, Rabbi you don't even need to count. Just give it back. Because he never, never was stolen and you put it back. Good enough. So that's one way. So therefore, there's no raya one way or another. What's... They're arguing is something, but we don't know they're arguing about Chizabah Shmuel with Ladas, with like my money, or they're arguing the case of the main argument by Tle, which is Shalai Ladas. And they're arguing whether you have to mean is good enough or not. I'll give you another way of learning to trap in this Machlech is, that is, Bishaymin. Now what? Everyone agrees that the animal wanders about. Like Everyone agrees that I want that by an animal, by an animal, you must notify the owner. Because he wanders about, but here it's talking about in the shamer's house, and the shamer decided to steal it, and then he put it right back. So it didn't really go anywhere. 
Remember, it's in the Shemah's house. If it's in the Balabas' house, he took the sheep out of the house, brought it back to his house to become a Ganeth, and then he brought it back. So the question is, now the sheep got used to you know, leaving the house. Here was a Shemah, and he said, you know what, I'm going to steal it. So what did he do with it? He, said, he didn't take it away from his house. It's still on his premises. He left it from his His fault was to steal it. And then he said, you know what, I'm not going to steal it. I'm leaving it here. So here the Svarah Rav Chizda maybe doesn't apply because the animal didn't leave anywhere to get used to this. He doesn't know the halachas of... He took another part of his premises. He took it out of the, this part and put in this part here. But the point is he never left his premises. Therefore, there's no union of, you know, that the animal got used to leaving the premises. If you took it out, everyone agrees on chizim. If you took it out of the original owners, he got he got a new habit. You got to put a you tell him. Talking about here, the shamer stole it in his own rishus, moved it from one part of his barn, let's say, to another section of his barn. That's all he did. But it's still within his property, so the animal is not going to go wander about anywhere. And that's a machlekes. She either machlekes. She arguing whether he has to put it right back where he took it from. Now, Bekiva Hall, the moment you just moved it to the other section, you're already your regular Ganev, so therefore you must notify the Balabas. And Abishma holds, like since you never really did much with it, you just moved it from one part to another, you're still a Shaymer. Takimura said, okay, let's say Minyan pointed the idea whether Minyan patterns or not is a Machlekes Tanoi, is actually a Machlekes Tanoi. Todd, you learned, I stole from my friend and I feel guilty. I don't want to tell him that I stole from him. And I'm, so what I did was I went and bought something from him. It cost $10. And I threw in an extra $3 in there, which I stole from him last time. And hopefully he won't, you know, give it back to me. And I, and I did my sugar. I said, you have to No, but you didn't tell him. And uh, I said, no, it's not good enough. You have to tell him. So we thought, everyone knows that a person counts, they count his money. And because he counts, so it's minion. And that's the machlekes, is minion. You know, if you stole without telling the balabas, uh, you stole without telling the balabas, do you have to notify him or not? So everyone holds, like, you count all the time. My lab in fact, that exactly is the argument. The Mandama um, the one who says you are Yatsa Sabra Minion Pite, the one who says you to hold that minion is good enough. Umandama Layatsa Minion Pite holds counting is not good enough. You gotta tell him. Amri says, no, I'm gonna give a few different answers. Lav Dafka can learn other ways than Machlek to Brahis. Either East Philog Pleated Minion Pite. If you're holding you count counting is good enough. But that in itself is a machlekes. Who said a person constantly counts the money in his pocket? He has the loose coins. It's an argument whether Bishchak is right or not. Or he said, nobody looking at it is. Everyone agrees Bishchak, a person counts and counts the money. When, but when do you count your money? Only if it's in your pocket. You're scared you might lose it or whatever. You, but if it's sitting somewhere in the house, you don't count the money all the time. Hard the money, but Ramla the kiss. The one bride's talking about you, you took the money and you put it in your pocket, so he's constantly counting. You know, that, that, that money that you gave him for buying that object and you threw in an extra few dollars and he put it in his pocket, then we know that he counts it. So, therefore, as if you gave it back to him. But if you took that money and put it somewhere straight away into a, somewhere else in a box in the house, then he never counted it. So, it's, it's, so therefore, there's no minion. So, they're not arguing two different cases. Oh, the money you counted from the kiss and you put it in his pocket. He put it in his hand, which then he'll go put it in someone's house. He buys money in his pocket. He has other money in his pocket, so therefore he didn't really count. 
So therefore, if he has no other than the market pocket, then he counts it, and that's good enough. It's as if you return it. Ain't this mission is talking about whether you can trust they buy anything from certain people because maybe they got nothing, everything they have is a gun. You don't buy anything from a shepherd. What mean anything? You don't buy tzema wool, hull of milk, gedim, you know, little goats because probably stolen or good chance was stolen. People who are security guards to watch somebody's orchard, don't trust, don't buy from eggs and wood because they might have just cut down somebody else's, you know, the property mining. Who pay the, no, the most dangerous people are your security guards and the people you entrust with your things. They're the ones you have most choices that they're kind of in. Or fruits. Now, women, let's say, if they don't work or anything else, everything belongs to the husband. So they, they don't really have a right to give away the husband freely, you know, willingly their, their products. So uh, only what the husband gives to them. So what can we assume the husband gave to them? Small amounts or certain things and not other things. So you're allowed to buy from women in Yehuda because that's what they're given. Or flax in, in um, because that's what they do there. So therefore, the husband definitely gave it to them. And, and, that, and they're allowed to sell it. <laughs> and calves bishon and calves bishon, which is a, is a place. Or Rashi's another side is if they sell it out and open in the market, then obviously they're not they, they have a right to do it because everyone knows that doing. I'll find out in two seconds. The coolest armor Lahatman, Any of these people, if they say let's do discreetly this business deal, then also obviously they have something to hide. But like the baby, they're going to and you can buy eggs and chickens anywhere you want because they're so cheap, and uh, therefore nobody. Uh, we're not going to definitely belongs to them. Why? Because even if they stole it, there's a shiny mice here. And therefore, they, they, it's theirs. By milk, and cheese, but midbar, out in the midbar, because they're the owners. The, the, the owners don't really uh, are not going to go out and milk the animals out in the middle of the finger, so they don't really care. Um, <clears throat> but not in the in, in the city, because the owner wants his milk, and these guys are perhaps stolen. So you allowed to buy four or five sheep for dal vehegis and four or five uh, a big amount. You allowed to uh, you allowed to you allowed to take for them. Because then this guy will be scared to steal because he knows the owner will recognize in a minute what happened to all that. But a little bit he'll steal, not a lot. Otherwise he'll lose his job. I will let you take some, not too, too, too small, and then he, they, and he thinks he can get away with it. Now, the other says depends. Buy yourselves if it's a domestic animal, like him a hand, you could buy. We're not sure which which case he's arguing on, the four or five or two. Likely you'll have to buy a domestic animal because the owner sees it all the time and he'll know straight away if it's all that. But the buddy is ain't like out in the wilderness, you don't buy because he can get it, he thinks he can get away with a lot more. A culture of the rule is culture. Anything this the Ray sells, or Balabai's market by the owner can send straight away with stolen like he can buy because he wouldn't dare steal it. A market by English, you don't buy. I'm a Mabi learned like him and down the head, you buy from him four or five bits of sheep, down the head, he's in hash to your slime. If you're allowed to buy four, Hamish and a boy, what do you tell me five? If you're allowed to buy four for him because so much, of course, you're allowed to buy five. If all he has is five sheep and he's selling you the hair and the wool from four of them, then you know the Malbus will be will recognize it. That's what he means here. If it's a small flock, then four, and the Khamir got it. If it's a big flock, then five. That's when it becomes noticeable. I'm just say dollar the hay four or five, so in dollar the gizin, four or five sheep, four or five gizin strips. That means only four or five, but not three or four. Aim safe, look at the end. I've a loy state sign. 
That means that you, you, you can only buy four or five sheep. Three you can't. Another place said, but two, two you could buy. Which means three you can't. What's going on here? How shall is a civilian? The mission says don't buy two, which sounds like three you could. What's going on? Here? Like cash it. It depends. If it's healthy animals, then the ball boss is constantly minding them. Then three, you can't get away with three. And if it's weak animals, then you could get away with uh, three. Because doesn't really look at them. Okay, we'll stop here. See you tomorrow.